0: I'm Tab and I'm Carly and welcome back to Historically Bad. Yay! Yay. Okay, first things first. First things first. We are coming at you. We We are coming at you for the very first time with our very own equipment. We have our very own equipment. That was. You tell the story. Tell the story. Okay, so we are a baddie of ours. Um, A baddie. A baddie. A fan. A friend. Shout out. Batty. Shout out, Batty Ian gave us some, some equipment. Seriously. So we have our own stuff now. And not just like equipment, like equipment. Yeah, we literally have like a, we're pop stars now. Like, basically. And it <laughs> took us like two, legitimately two hours to figure out how to fucking turn it on. <laughs> it's so high tech that it took so long, but we were yeah. so thankful. Thank you so much, Ian. You literally saved our lives. Literally, We feel like we have a community now because we have a fan and a friend Yo. that decided to honestly gift us software. Yes. So, or, or hardware, I guess. Yeah. So hardware. Then I download the software. Yeah, also, right. there was a driver involved. It was. <laughs> it was a fever dream. Yeah. It was a fever dream. But seriously, legit. Like, oh, and now tap. I just, I just realized we can now shit talk. The organization that we used oh, to. Oh yeah. We used to download our download. We used to borrow. Yeah. And sign out equipment. We're actually still in that building right so now. So here's but. the sitch. <laughs> and I'm gonna try to be. Here's like- the. Okay, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna okay, try to be a respectful but um, we the reason why we have software from Ian is because or hardware fuck <laughs> <laughs> the reason why we have equipment from Ian is because the institution that we both go to mm-hmm. that employs us mm-hmm. that we rent equipment from mm-hmm. gave away our equipment even though we booked it out yeah. to someone else and yeah. then was like oops sorry you're on your own kid so then we Taylor were Swift. so then we were big time fucked Taylor yeah. Swift first. have high five high five. Um I hope that, I want to know how cool that sounds. Yeah, I bet it, it sounds amazing. amazing. Um Oh, so then we were fucked because yeah. we le- we legitimately had no recording equipment and we were going to go to like our public library and, and they only record. have a single mic. And it was and... going to be weird and then they have at the at the campus of the institution that we both reside upon Yeah. Live, which we're, you could slide hard enough on the internet. Yeah, to find you out could what that find out who the fuck we're talking about. Um they have a like a recording studio on campus. So then we booked that thinking, okay, we'll just we'll just come in to record in yeah. a studio, which is kinda cool. They have like it's like it's like a soundproof room. It's it's like, cool. nice, yeah. Yeah. But then we got here and some other motherfuckers were in the room when we yeah. got here. And then it took them half an hour to figure out how to turn the shit on. Try to turn the speakers on. And then my computer broke down four times just trying to download the drivers <laughs> for so their true. equipment. And then even when we were trying to get the equipment, they like hung up on us four times and it was honestly like an absolute. Oh, they were disaster. horrible. It they was, was so disaster. unprofessional, so terrible to you. So you know what? If you're listening to us, get fucked. Yeah, you fucking know us. Yeah, <laughs> well, just wait till we're famous. Yeah, and honestly, again, shout out to Ian. Thank yeah. you for fucking lending us this because holy shit, were we we weren't even gonna be able to re- we weren't being able to give the baddies what they wanted this week. No, we were even just even just like half an hour ago. Tad was like, we may not be able to put on an episode this week. Yeah, and now here we are. Well, here we are with great technology. Yeah. Did you, see, did you hear that? <laughs> Yeah, you can, you can you probably, probably do here is So good. Yeah, yeah, we could do some real lives more. We could, we could, we could, we could. Anyway, wild. so we're started from the bottom. Now we yeah. here. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, we are now on episode twelve. Yeah, episode which, twelve. You know what that means is next week is episode thirteen. Yeah. Are you gonna be okay if I do that? I'm I gonna feel be like... great about it. I was thinking we could make a fun game. Okay. Where I could try to sneak attack Swifty references as you're doing it and see if you notice. I'm honestly pretty certain you do that every episode. <laughs> I do. I do. So then maybe the, maybe the better game would be um, if we sneak them in and then the baddies have to see how many they can count. Okay. okay. That would be a fun game. Okay. Yeah. So next week yeah. is the next episode is an important and lucky yeah. episode. Lucky number 13. Yeah. Which also, if you watch the Super Bowl... Then. Well, unfortunately, Brock Purdy was not lucky number 13, my guy, oh, yeah. my guy Purdy. I just remembered right now that Tav is a 49ers fan, like oh, yeah. diehard 49ers fan. We had, been we had a moment to, where I was like... Uh, we, we just did not really discuss too much because we were on opposite sides yeah. of the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was like, Carly, I'm sorry, I love you. And she was like, No, no, it's okay, I'm stressed for you. And we, <laughs> yeah, the uh, OT happened, and I texted you, I was like, Did you know this is the only the second time ever that the Super Bowl is going to OT? And you knew, but apparently the 49ers did not. They did, not, they did know. not know the rules about okay. the OT. People keep calling them the 40 winers now. <laughs> which yeah, is fair you know. like i was legit mad for like two days yeah but you know if the chiefs lost they would have been whining too like they oh, oh for 100%. sure like, there nobody whines like a a man in a man in sports nobody <laughs> whines quite like a man in sports yeah. cue cue the meme of travis kelsey screaming at his coach yeah yeah i'm honestly still hurt by it yeah i'm mad at him yeah i mean but honestly be, he also like i'm hurt i'm hurt because the super bowl outcome so i right, think like facts. no matter what i would have been mad <laughs> facts. fair 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 okay okay so we have two new patreons this week
1: we so, do yep yeah,
0: so shout out to Zach shut up yeah <laughs> but he, he we, didn't give us any money yet he's just a free patron but we still but love still, that but yes. still that's great I genuinely bullied him into this decision Good. <laughs> he should he yeah. should yeah Um. but yeah so he finally jumped in the deep end and so bless you thank you love you welcome the water's warm um <laughs> and also a new Patreon who I actually don't know. No way. I don't know if you know them. They they I didn't want to use their full name that was in their email because they just signed up with one name which was Bambino. I don't know who that so, is. So so happy to have you, Bambino. I don't oh, know who that is other. if and you know and if now you we follow do. us on social or don't follow us on social, please do if you have social media, which if you don't, bless you, you're better off. Yeah. But if you do and you want to you want to be part of our community and sh- send us a DM. We'd yeah, love slide to in. give you a, a proper shout out. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, I also have a very important and very embarrassing correction to make because <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> what it's about. As no surprise to literally anyone, um, I butchered the last name of our friend Brody last Sorry, week. Sorry, Brody. <laughs> so did I. Lafarge. I was, um, I, was Le very, Favre? M- I was very much. Is it uh, LaFive? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. But I love that we you could keep guessing. Okay, 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 okay. Um, okay. So shout out redo for Brody Lafave Lafave, who okay. is in fact our fave. I uh, love it. <laughs> that's how her. That's actually her fiance. Oh he's um, Texted me to roast me, and then um I was like, "Oh, could you could you like spell it out phonetically? Because right. I'm gonna correct it." And he was like, help, yeah. "Yeah, I was like, "How do you like say it?" And then he just texted it back like Le Fave like the correct Le spelling. Fave. And I was like, "God damn it! I don't I don't know like exactly how it's spelled." Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so then he said like Le Fave like like favorite, and I was like, like his okay. fave, yeah, and our fave anyway, too. Love you, brody I hope you can all laugh at us for that one. And um, we'll do our best to look up names before Shadows, But <laughs> yeah. hopefully, we're gonna have so many. It's gonna be so hard to look up all the names. It's so. true. And then we'll just have to say we have four new patreons. And yeah, um, we love you. Okay. And also, um, we haven't been shouting out regions lately. But I just wanted to tell no Tab way. that yeah, we have listeners in Hong Kong. Okay. Sorry. So today is it's coming at you differently because for the first time ever, I can actually read Carly's scripts. <laughs> I'm giving you like beforehand. Stop it. I'm gonna change the angle. Yeah, I'm gonna change it okay soccer. yeah change it oh no shit. otherwise i won't be i'll i'll peak because i i peaked just now yeah that's what she said no way because she's hong kong doing. is my one of is is i said this to carly years ago it's it is definitely my favorite city i know that's why i said tab is gonna so love cool. that one you I love, love it. hong kong so hello hong, hong kong baddies hello and then also sweden oh, fun ikea <laughs> and also the netherlands oh, fun. i put mrs worldwides mm-hmm. up in here I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I'm. I, we don't know anybody there. We don't know nope. anybody in Hong Kong. We don't know anybody in Sweden. And we nope. don't know anybody in the Netherlands. Nope. So that's fun. And I now we it. do. I love it. Now we do. We have baddies there. We know baddies, yeah. So if you want a specific shout out for where you're listening from, because there's like different regions and stuff within like the States, for example, that we don't go through all the time, please like reach out. Tell us where you're from. Comment on the Instagram post for this episode and yeah. tell us where the fuck you're from and we'll shout you out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We just want to be friends. We do. We just really want to have a community. Yep. Okay, Which we do. Alrighty. So last week I teased that we would be going to Chicago for our episode this week, and that was actually Stone Cold Lie because I changed my <laughs> mind. Oh <laughs> yeah, I changed as my we mind do. when I heard of this story. And I think you'll understand why. I'm excited. Um but do not fret, we will be making our way to Chicago in the future. So I will tell that story also that is focused on Chicago, but just not yet okay so it's not like you're really lying you were just i'm lying i'm just delaying you're delaying yeah yet, delaying yeah you're not mad you're just disappointed <laughs> i gotta stop touching these keys i just can't help it well because the mic is so good it's i know hear I'm, I'm sure they're gonna hear that <laughs> they're yeah. gonna hear how Rajah we are now yeah you're gonna know what but fuck... although the only da- downside about recording the studio is that there's no wine it's true pax yeah it's although boo, there could be there's i mean I'm institution 17. that fucked us over <laughs> i shouldn't put this on the they're gonna know yeah okay um <laughs> they're gonna know Okay, so this week's case comes recommended by one of our very own baddies, Ethan. Oh my goodness, who also helped us today? Who we? I was just <laughs> sorry. Have, I'm no, stealing no, the show. No, you're not. <laughs> I literally forgot it until just now that you said that that it was actually Ethan who we called to help us figure out how to and Emily and, and Emily how And to Ethan and out how Emily's to fix this motherfucking fancy board. Helped us, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I just interrupted absolutely everything because we were rude. on the edge of glory, and then when he called them, we tipped over the edge. It's true. It's true. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Ethan binged the podcast pretty much all in one day, I think, and caught up on all the episodes, and then decided that we had to cover this case, and he was absolutely right because it is quintessentially historically bad. Oh, I'm so excited, and that was an Easter egg because the story we are covering today is the exploitation of the Dion quintuplet. Shut the fuck up. Quintessentially, I'm obsessed and that quintuplets. you use that. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. I typed it. I was like, oh my god. I thought you meant like quintessentially, like it's historically bad. It, it, that's like what, it's what I, I meant. Bad, but yeah, that's what I meant. But, but you, then it also has the beginning of the quintuplet word. Yeah. Pun- you get it yep right okay is it still funny if I have to explain the joke I don't know <laughs> I think <laughs> it's yeah I think it speaks to itself. okay so when these identical quintuplets were born in small-town Corville Ontario in 1934 I don't know if I said that right an event that occurs naturally in only one in 57 million births shut up Yep. Yeah. question yep sorry this is like gonna ask it what is, how many babies is quintuplets We'll get there. Okay. Everyone right now, guess. Tab guess. How many? 16. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm obviously kidding. One in 57 million times, there are 16 babies that come out of a woman. <laughs> that's like six. That's, that is spoken as a true mouse development biologist because we work with mice who have hella big litters. 16 woman never okay i'm just kidding i actually i actually want to guess eight okay okay um (laughs) okay everyone at home please heckle the shit out of tab my brother's for sure gonna google it (laughs) and then pretend like he knew it okay i'm wait i'm ready for you zag okay so when they were born they became instant celebrities across the nation with thousands of people offering to help the family and wanting to come visit and see the babies Okay. This initial positive attention quickly darkened as members of the community began making moves to exploit the babies for financial gain, resulting in government intervention and a lifelong devastating impact on these five innocent baby girls. Five. Five is the answer. Okay. Six, I didn't realize I was going to tell you so fast. Sixteen was like shooting for the 16 stars. Is really d- yeah. It, it goes like try for triplet, quad for quadruplets, quintuplets, quintuplets yeah. for, and then oh, sextuplets. Why not pentuplets? That's strange. To oh. Me. That is a great question. <laughs> that's I, why I was you, like, what's when you point? said you didn't know, I was like, what's up? Come on, get your shit together. You don't, you don't know your numbers, but now I'm like, oh, you're right. It should be pent. Pent, yeah. It that's why I was like. And hex. Yeah. And hept, but it goes back to oct when it's eight. Yeah, that's weird. This is weird. We're on a weird journey. Anyway. <laughs> okay. We do actually have some content warnings this week for discussions of pregnancy loss, child exploitation, and sexual abuse of minors. Oh my god. Now I promise we won't be getting that graphic with anything today, but I will mention them in passing. So if those topics are in any way traumatic for you, then please listen with care. Case sources for the day. Fun include Dion Quintuplets, Unsuccessful Experiment of a Noble Society. Okay. The Dion Years, a thirties melodrama, parks.canada.ca medlineplus.gov.com I guess okay um, NIH <laughs> um, it's an article f- from the journal clinical guideline called multiple pregnancy antenatal care for twin and triplet pregnancies fam you went to NIH that's oh, like some serious I, ha- I got science. some articles up here yeah um, <laughs> www.nhs.uk.com <clears throat> um, twins nature's amazing mystery um, which is a book the miracle and tragedy of the Dion quintuplets by Melissa Walker what the Quints Have Taught Me, which is an article by Alan Roy Defoe, so that'll be important later. Okay. Washington Post. Locked and loaded. Yep. Yeah, locked and loaded. WashingtonPost.com, www.history.com, the New York Times, um, a article from the Canadian Medical Association Journal called The Physical Welfare of the Dion Quintuplets also by Alan Roy Defoe. Okay. Um, and then Wikipedia, <clears throat> and sue me about it. Honestly, fuck it, fuck it. I I fact checked all those facts, facts in there, but I still used it. Okay. Step daddy resources. Um. Okay. I there is there are a lot of words I need to learn how to say. Actually, can I quickly ask something? Mm-hmm. One in fifty-seven million people have five children at one time. um Quintuplets. Is identical quintuplets. Oh, they're identical. They're identical. Yeah. Are you for real? I'm for real. For real. Wow. And I'm gonna talk about it. We're gonna do a little science today, which is fun because we love dev bio. We do love. Yeah. I mean, I'm like a bit. I'm a bit adverse to it right now because I just finished my master's thesis in it, but like I'm ready. I'm locked and loaded. I'm ready to learn. Okay. Yeah. You're. You're gonna. You, this is the fun part, not like the like terrible. The, yeah. Part yeah, yeah, of yeah. your thesis part, <laughs> which is seventy percent of it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I need to pause. Okay. We're pausing because I need to Google these motherfuckers' names. Whoa, this is okay. Wow. Okay. So, our story starts in Corbeil, Ontario, which is a small Francophone town just south of North Bay, Ontario. In May of 1934, the Dion family consisted of Oliva and Elzier, who were the father and mother to five children ranging from one to eight years old. Okay. They have five children already? You betcha. Whoa. Elzier was... Am I saying that right? Yeah. l Yeah, you got it. l was 24 years old and was 28 weeks pregnant with what she believed to be twins. Okay. So in 1934, there were no ultrasounds yet to check how many babies she was carrying. So I imagine that she could tell that something was different from her previous pregnancies. Okay. And perhaps she was, like, bigger than she had been previously by seven months. But um, she didn't know okay. what exactly was going on there. Just something was up. So when she went into labor two months prematurely on May 28th, she had no idea just how much her world was about to change. Okay. Two experienced midwives were with Elzier for the birth of her first two daughters, Yvonne and Annette, and Dr. Alan Defoe was called by the midwives and came just in time to assist with the birth of the third daughter, Cecile. He then delivered the next two babies on his own. And they were Emily and Marie. Okay. So if you're keeping track, that is not twins, not triplets, not quadruplets, but quintuplets. Jesus. And in fact, these sweet babies were the very first quintuplets to survive birth ever recorded. What? And they still remain the only quintuplets born without fertility treatments. Okay. And the only identical quintuplets ever. Okay, because, like, you know that show with TLC, like, what the heck is that called? Something Kids and Counting or whatever? Nineteen kids in counting. That one is the that is the, those those just Sorry, have lots of babies. Sorry, Kate and John and Kate plus eight. Yeah, they but that was IVF and they weren't identical. Yep. Right. Yep. They were okay. they were not identical because three were boys and three were girls. Right. And they were six. And then there's there's oh and then the other two Octomom were- who was eight babies and that was that was a very controversial one because that was like ivf implantation where they implanted like 12 embryos or not implanted but they they put 12 embryos into. so this was nat the only natural one um yes identical yeah like without intervention wild okay but there no no there have been yeah yeah that's actually true because the there is there is five um daughters born in a family that are alive now I think they're like 8 now and okay. they are a part of a TV show called OutDaughtered. Okay um I could I'll find <laughs> the t- it name has three later to be DLC. Oh it is for sure All of that it shit is, is for <laughs> sure it's just like Kate plus 8 John Kate plus 8 but right. it's like OutDaughtered and there's okay. five but they're not identical they actually had a unique situation where two of them are identical and the other three are fraternal it's really cool That is so wild Yeah but that. they were also fertility treatments but they're, the cool thing about them was that they weren't IVF. They were just intrauridin insemination. Okay. So they still had like she she probably like over ovulated because of maybe she was getting injected Hormones. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, cool. Anyway, I'm gonna talk to you. Oh, literally, let's Segway. take a science detour. Okay. Because I'm we ready. can't talk about quintuplets without talking a little bit about developmental biology because of who we are as human beings. Truth. So the way single births are conceived is when a single sperm meets one single egg, and they fuse together and become one single zygote. Right. So at that point, if everything proceeds uninterrupted, then you would get one human baby after it cooks for nine months. (laughs) In the oven. In the oven. (laughs) There are two main ways to achieve multiple births. Either more than one egg becomes fertilized, so that situation we would call polyzygotic, so you have multiple zygotes, so multiple... Separate things. Okay. And this can often happen in like the IVF situations that we were just talking about, where multiple embryos are inserted into the uterus, hoping that at least one will implant and begin to develop, but then multiple end up implanting and begin to develop. Shit. Okay. So that's fun. And why a lot of IVF pregnancies end up being multiples. However, it can happen if for some reason multiple eggs are released from the ovary at one time and each individually fertilized. And that's known as hyperovulation. So that might have okay. been what happened with the other quintuplets that I kind of mentioned in passing. Okay. Um, and that sometimes um, just happens, hyperovulations, but it can also be genetic. Oh. So like when people say twins run in your family, shit, it could be because you have a gene for hyperovulation. So you release Sh- more than one egg at a time. Shut yeah, So that's my cool. gene, every every single generation of my family has twins on both sides, on fa- both my dad they, and um, my, my maternal side. Are they fraternal or identical? Fraternal. Okay, see? So you probably, Got jeans, which I hope I've always wanted. You're ones. probably popping out hella eggs, Tab. That's crazy. I'm just losing <laughs> two a month. <laughs> two. That's 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 a really that's scary, sad. And that actually, it's a scary way to think about. It. Now I'm like, oh my god, save them. You Seriously, I've, stop hyperovulating. I think about freezing my eggs like all the time, just for separate reasons, because right. like age and yeah. career and fucking life. And the the unending societal pressure on women to have babies. Facts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, should I for real do that? Yeah. That's so wild. I didn't know that. But shouldn't they? Shouldn't they? Shouldn't someone be able to tell you that you're releasing two eggs a month? Yeah, I'm sure there's, like, some sort of test. Probably not, though, because healthcare is patriarchal in nature. Facts. I wonder if they... And there's the very first fuck the patriarchy of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck the patriarchy. And there might be more. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, so that's so cool. If they're all fraternal, that's so cool, Tab. That's so cool. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Um, So in these cases, the resulting babies would be what we call fraternal twins. Okay. Or fraternal triplets, quadruplets, whatever. Because they come from unique zygotes, and they have unique combinations of their mom and dad, or paternal and maternal, (laughs) I just switched them, whatever, gender is a construct, (laughs) Um, of the paternal and maternal DNA. Okay. So they have unique combinations of the parental DNA, I should have just said. And usually, these types of twins will have their own embryonic sac to hang out in, Mm -hmm. and their own placenta. But that's not always a hard rule. So, the second main way that multiple births can happen is when one single egg is fertilized by one single sperm... And then one single zygote ends up splitting multiple times. Which is so wild that it happened five times in this case. It's magic. So it would happen, like, because of even division, it would happen, like, once, twice, or three times to give two, four, or six zygotes. If that makes sense. Because it splits in half. Which, what the fuck, it's five. Unless did one... Was there one terminated pregnancy? Or terminated. Yep. legit. Yep. So that is... Yep. Spoiler alert. We'll get there. Sorry. That's okay. That's good. You're smart. You're smart. (laughs) So essentially these, in the in the case of a monozygotic twin situation or multiple birth situation, they would be essentially clones of each other. So this right. is how we achieve identical twins, triplets, et cetera, and they commonly will share embryonic sacs and placentas. Though, again, that's not always the rule. Like if you have six and they're not all just in one sac, that would be probably not sustainable for them. That would life. be wild like like one placenta. Yeah, I don't how, think that ever happens. How would you, yeah, how would you... You don't get, there's not enough to share. from. No, one. that would be wild. Yeah. But as you can imagine, this monozygotic splitting scenario is way more rare, which could be why a third of twins will be identical and mm, the higher proportion will be fraternal. Right, so two-thirds or whatever is fraternal? Facts. Oh, okay. Yeah, facts. I see. So it's, like, way more rare to have um, identical twins. So imagine how rare it is to have identical quintuplets. quintuplets. That's crazy. So that's what made the Dion quintuplets so incredibly special. So aside from being the first quintuplets ever to survive they were also 100% identical, which means that one single zygote must have split not once, not twice, but three times to make six individual identical zygotes. Um, and in this case, it's thought that the first two girls, Yvonne and Annette, shared an embryonic sac, and the last two girls to be born, Emily and Marie, shared a sack. And then the middle sister, Cecile, at once shared a sac with a sixth baby, who sadly miscarried early on in the pregnancy. How do they know this when they deliver? Um, like, does it come out? Like, Okay, yeah, this is a silly question, maybe, but if you deliver a... a set of twins and then you know he would still have to deliver like the afterbirth like the placenta mm-hmm. and stuff like does it happen that like two would be delivered then the afterbirth then two more then the afterbirth and then two more i think about that all the time with the mice yeah like, i i don't even know if they have afterbirth but just like the order how does yeah. it go how is does it like go? all babies then afterbirth, or yeah. is it like baby after birth baby after birth baby after birth i imagine that it's baby 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 afterbirth, but then the sack um like maybe in that kind of case they would have like, cause the sack would break three separate times. Yeah. So maybe it's they like noticed. Your water okay, breaks, it broke. So to speak or yeah. One sack. Okay. Baby, come out. Baby, come out. Okay. New sack. Baby, come yeah, out. Maybe I, they notice it like that. I wasn't gonna say how. Yeah. That must be how they knew. Yeah. These babies were in the same <clears throat> sacks. Okay. And this all—all all of this, like, theorizing about how they came out of sacks and whatever was done by this doctor Defoe, who, like, you could go read his like ancient papers on if you I'm gonna say so, yeah, Sorry. Remind me of the era of this. Um, 1930s. 19- oh, 1930. 1930. They were born in 1934. Oh, okay. Yeah. So technology was just not there. Not there. I see. And we'll see how that impacts them in a second. Okay. Okay. Segway. Okay. So when these babies were born, they weighed a collective weight of about 6.5 kilograms, which is only around 14 pounds total for all five babies. Um, And their individual weights weighed from two pounds to about three pounds. Oh my goodness. Which is total. Yeah. So that's just very much way too small. I think I was, like, six pounds, nine ounces, like, just me. Yeah. Let alone all those babies. Yo, that's same. crazy. Yep. Um, so this is one of the main reasons why they weren't expected to survive very long. Fair. Um, also, just because quintuplets in general didn't have never survived, so they were not holding hopes out. The babies were wrapped in sheets and old napkins, because, of course, they weren't expecting there to be five, so they had to, like, scramble to find supplies. Right. And Alzir, who went into shock, like the mother... Very understandably. was cared so, yeah. for apparently very well before moving on to the babies. okay, I guess at the time it was like, The mothers they just didn't think the babies would survive so they tried to preserve the mother's life well and i think in 1930 like you wouldn't have like quite the technology that like our nicu's have now and oh for sure to keep preemies alive oh for sure it's actually so wild that they did survive because they were set in a wicker basket and kept warm from the heat either from the kitchen stove hot water bottles or heated bricks. shut up yeah wild yeah and in the early days the babies were fed with cow's milk sterilized water and corn syrup And if they ever displayed difficulties breathing, Defoe, like Dr. Defoe, would make a dilute rum solution as a stimulant to revive them. (laughs) Like mix rum in with (laughs) their milk. (laughs) It's like a hot toddy. And they would be like... Okay, I'm alive, I guess. That's <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. First thing they have. Legit. <laughs> so while the foe wasn't actually there for the birth of all the babies, I think it's fair to say that he played a key role in the early supervision and care of the babies and their mother. Okay. And contributed a great deal to their survival. And okay. like But just maybe, maybe let's hold back from labeling him as a hero. Just I yet. see. Okay. There was always something sus about him. Always side-eye. Can I ask a them. question? In the mm-hmm. past, when you say no quintuplets have survived, is it like all five of them die? Or like... Like, do two of them live, or something like that? I don't actually know. That's huh. a great question. Probably, probably the latter. I would say that it's probable some survive. that survive. Yeah, just the fact that in this case there was six and then one passed away. I think it's probably pretty likely that there's five and then, um, and then some of them p- pass away prematurely. Like so i was a twin and that's what happened yeah exactly you're gonna, you're gonna that. tell the baddies yeah i was a twin and that's what happened guys i forgot when i was writing this episode i forgot about that and then just as i started saying it out loud i was like oh my god and then i was like i wonder if she's gonna say about it but you no, were. i a twin. said it yeah my mom always makes jokes that i like absorbed it you you <laughs> i was like get the, get out of here. right you ate was it they a, didn't i don't think they could tell what the them. sex was yeah you but ate them. i ate them yeah <laughs> i did i but you probably didn't eat them I mean you maybe absorbed the energy <laughs> maybe you stole all the energy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh, okay yeah that makes sense then if that if there's so a possibility so you think you're gonna have twins I want to I want you to I mean, like, it's terrible on your body and it would be horrible in the moment. And yeah. then, like, you're constantly, and, like, going through. But I think, like, I think it's hard. This is a tangent now. But I think it's hard, like, for parents to go in and out of the diaper phase and stuff. So sometimes I think, like, doing it at one time, at one time. is kind of nice. Like, yeah. they're in the same like size Like, if you had twins, and... you would be one and done. Yeah, and, and like, I think your body's a story. But, I mean, pregnancy's hard on women anyways, period, yeah. right? So Yeah, and, like, you would probably... Just do a C section. Yeah. Or they, like, they I want to like, have natural, but right. Oh, you want to have natural. I would want to. I to me, so. I was like, do a C section is way easier. But yeah. like some Abdominal. everyone has preference of yeah. the pain. But you um, know what? Whatever. Either way, pain. One way or the other, pain. Fucking terrible. Yeah. But oftentimes, um and this is like kind of like a double edged sword, like good thing, bad thing. I don't right. think that's what a double edged sword is, but it's kind of like a a, t- a good and a bad thing. I think is that, that is what it is. I think that's right. Oh great. Yeah. Wow, Matt. Psst. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, good and the bad thing about that, or the double-edged sword about that, is that twins don't very rarely go f- to full term. Okay. Um. So that's one of the reasons why, like, multiple births don't usually survive, is because they very rarely get to full term, probably because of capacity issues. Makes um, sense. So they, you almost always will have, like, some time in... Um, the NICU sort of thing. Right. So you don't have to carry them as long, but well, I know someone they're who's a, tr- a da- they're in danger. So that's the big dad side. Right. <laughs> yeah. I actually knew someone who's a triplet and yeah, they were preemies as well. Like I don't know yeah. many t- sets of twins or anything like that, but um, I don't think there's any that go to full term. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're right. Cause like probably it's just not, it's like a happy accident, but I don't think it was ever how it was intended, obviously. Right. So yeah, crazy. It's cool that it happens though. It is wild. Okay. Biology is cool biology is cool and I liked yeah, that there cool. was a little science lesson in here yeah that is I cool per, I I remember like last week you said you missed teaching science to the bitches yeah and then I was looking this up because it was recommended to be my Ethan and then I was right. like oh my god wait this is what this is what we study right yeah facts like, we this should this know this is perfect it's like yeah on brand for sure okay hours after the birth. Um, hours after the birth, Defoe left the mother and babies under the care of a badass nurse who kept the temperature constant and fed the babies with an eyedropper and moisturized them one by one with olive oil. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then he wasted no time, so Defoe wasted no time with spreading the news of the birth, starting with the baby's uncle, before spilling the news to everyone at a post office one town over What the fuck that is so not appropriate that is not what you're supposed to do as a doctor at i all. think he i think he was basically telling everyone who would listen to him that he had just delivered five babies which was exciting but like he's also just left them massive alone now. confidentiality issue and too. he like was you... barely even there for all the births he was there for three of them and he's he's just flexing is what he's doing mm. he's flexing but you're right it's not his business I don't think you can ever like, and I mean, it's 1930s, so I don't know what the fuck was up. There, oh yeah, nowadays you get his business in, in the 1930s. For, oh, for, sure. for sure. Now you would get in so much trouble if you just told your patient's business. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter yeah. what happened. Yeah. That, that room is confidential now. Yes. Best case scenario, he's just really excited and happy, and is telling things that he shouldn't be telling. And he's people. like, "This is a miracle!" Or, or something. Yeah. yeah. Worst case scenario, he's like. um flexing and bragging and trying to get right. attention for himself. As doctors do. Yeah. Right. Okay, so um, he was telling a store clerk when she suggested that he should contact the newspaper to tell them, like, this is big news, Like, you gotta share this, which he immediately <laughs> went to do, but he found out that the uncle had already beat him to it. These people are literally using this as a transaction. Oh, like 100%. they're monetizing this oh, immediately. Stay tuned. Tam. Okay, okay. Apparently, he went to make an inquiry about how much more money the birth announcement would cost since there were five babies instead of one. This poor woman's like, yo, I just like had my life got turned yo. upside down, and, and everybody's like, this isn't taking advantage of it. And he's that's obviously a ruse. He's not just like, oh, he's like, oh, uh, hey, we have five babies. How much? Do, blah, blah. That's right. my, That's my best impression of like a that was good. Yeah, white man. Okay. Um, <laughs> <gasps> okay, it was this local newspaper, the North Bay Nugget. Thank <laughs> you. Which, pause for lol. The NBN. Um, <laughs> yep. Who were the first to put the news out on the wire service, which I actually don't know what the fuck that means, but what what matters is that... Technology, 1930. Yeah, what matters is that just after six hours after the babies were born, the newspaper had sent a reporter and a photographer to the farmhouse, and a very famous photograph of the newborn babies and their mother was taken. So we'll post this on the socials, but it's pretty clear in the photo that the babies are premature. Okay. And by the way, they were removed from their safe warm basket to be posed for this photo. Oh my god, I hate this. 6 hours old. And the mother is just barely recovering herself and she still looks to be in shock. Like you could tell that oh, she's like shit. barely present. So People died in childbirth all the time back then. Oh, 100%. Let alone fucking... F- She's had 10 babies now, and however many miscarri- miscarriages in between there. Yo, if you sent a photographer into my house after I just gave birth to five babies, I would Hulk smash the shit out of that camera. <laughs> Same. Like, fuck that shit. This so, poor woman and her children. Yeah. So this is just the very first of several intrusive and exploitative acts that followed the contemplates for their entire childhood. <laughs> Did I say exploitative right? No, it's because you said Hulk smash. <laughs> I wrote that in the script, even. I'm so sorry. I'm back on the journey. i was feeling Hulk smashing today. so great. I should have put She Hulk smash that. Right. I missed opportunity. Now you can. She Hulk that. Yeah. Okay. um, So sorry. No, that's good. That's good. I love it. I love the flair. Okay, but at first, this media attention was actually welcomed by the Dions and their Dr. Defoe because, as a farming family who already had five children, they were not prepared to provide the urgent care that these babies needed. So, oh, like, financially, okay. but also just, like, physically. Like, they needed stuff right away. Okay. So, some good news here. Yeah. their okay. Their farmhouse didn't have electricity at the time, which was actually not uncommon. Um, but it meant that they didn't have the means to host electric incubators. So, even if, like, a hospital was, like, going to donate them, there right. was no, Way no to... electricity to keep them at home. Okay. So, two journalists, one from the Chicago American, which... Chicago. I said we weren't even talking about Chicago. Here we, Here are. we are. See, you weren't really lying. No, I wasn't really lying. We we're just sidestepping to Chicago. We were <laughs> right. And then another um, journalist from the Toronto Star actually ended up donating antique water-heated incubators and then the blueprints to build more, because there was only two, such that the babies could have one each. Wow. And then, yeah, and that, without a doubt, contributed to their survival. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, it was. And then also breast milk was donated by women in neighboring towns and delivered via train to the Controplates each morning which was really great. That's great because of the fact that, like, first of all, you've carried these babies to term and your body's destroyed and now you have to find the means to feed them? Yeah. How are you going to do it? You're not. You're not. Yeah, um, yeah you're not. So there was a, really, a lot of really well-intended people who were excited to hear the news story. Right. Because also, in 1934, that is the middle of the Great Depression. Right. So it was no surprise that the public became infatuated with this story and hung on every snippet of the news that was released about them. Okay. And... At, at the beginning, that was good, but of course, immediately upon noticing the attention that the contemplates were getting, people started scheming up ways of monetizing the babies and taking advantage of their newfound fame, which you already noticed, because they right. did that six hours after they were born. Right. And it makes sense, yeah. Like, dirty 30s, people did anything to... Oh, yeah. ...earn money. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I don't, think, I don't think it's... I don't think... Obviously, you don't condone it. I'm just saying it makes sense that people would do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, just a few days after the girls were born, the Chicago Century of Progress Exposition... Which is also known as the Chicago World's Fair. Okay. Um, which, Chicago again. Here we go. Chicago listeners, we have many of them, yeah. so we're appeasing them now. Yeah, hi, Chicago. Hi. The reason why we wanted to do a Chicago episode was because we have listeners in Chicago. So many. So now we're doing this one, and right. we're doing and another, another one. one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Anyway. The fair exhibitors reached out to the family with a proposal to display the children on a tour as soon as they were healthy enough to survive the trip to Chicago. Jesus, this life just chose them now. Hey? Yeah. Oh, they had no no option, which um is is something that seems wild to me, but apparently it was a thing in the early 1900s to have premature babies on display in their incubators at fairs and whatnot what? as a, yeah, like as an exhibit. Like it was a very common exhibit. People just wanted to see babies. People wanted to see them, but also. One of the main reasons why this even happened was that the families who couldn't afford to care for their premature babies would get access to an incubator for free. So, mm. like, then the, then the fair started to figure that out, so they would get incubators. Exploitation. Exploitation, yeah, of people that couldn't afford, like, of, of uh, lower-income families who had premature babies. Well, it's, like, people in, mo- not not a ton in our country, but a lot of people will submit themselves for, like, really risky medical studies just to get access to healthcare and stuff. Oh, for sure. So that makes sure. tons of sense. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, 100%. So... Oliva did I say that right? Oliva yeah. Oliva Oliva, the girl's father, consulted with a priest, his priest, Father Daniel Ruthier, and good old Doctor Defoe, who both encouraged him to take the contract, which he did, because he hoped that the money from the contract would help provide for the Quintuplets, but also for the entire family. Okay. So it was at this point that the priest offered to become the Quintuplets business manager. Shut the fuck to help him with the contract. I have an instant ick of just like Side all of this. I the priest. Like Ew. get the fuck out of here. Okay. So the contract was basically that as soon as the babies were healthy enough, they would appear at the Chicago World's Fair for 6 months. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay, what so is the- healthy
0: enough? Like like, uh, not going to die if they get in the vehicle. That's so or vehicle. that, oh, that no. <laughs> <laughs> Train? Uh, horse and buggy. Horse and buggy. <laughs> um, it's fucked up that that's the standard. Mm-hmm. Not, like, when, when they're of their own, like, self-determination and agency, we can send oh, them on this. Oh, yeah, like, there's no way. No, no, no. Ugh. So the next part of the, of the story has varying accounts ex- on exactly why certain things happen, depending on the sources. Okay. But... Um, either due to public outcry upon finding out about this exploitative contract or because Oliva, the father, had regret about signing it in the first place... No, so no. one for for what whatever reason the family attempted to get out of the contract just days after signing it. So they immediately were like, no no no, we don't want to do this. Makes sense though because of the fact that I think often people of low socioeconomic status like feel they're vulnerable people, right? Yeah. So they sign up for things that they don't fully understand or they don't fully understand like the permanence or consequence of these things. Oh yeah. And then I think like it would make sense that they're like, fuck, what did we just sign yeah, up for? Yeah. What did we just do? And Maybe we signed it and That was a huge mistake. Yeah. Which is sad. Yeah. Oh for sure. Okay, so. Aliva claimed that the contract was not valid because his wife did not sign it as well. Okay. And there was one source who stated that Elzeer didn't even know about the contract before the father had signed it. So it was signed without her knowledge that it was even happening. Oh my God. Yeah. Totally illegal. However, the tour bureau who the contract was with denied his request to cancel the contract. Okay. Probably because it didn't matter if his wife signed it as well, and he obviously didn't care about that when he signed it in the first place. Okay. Um. But yeah, they were basically like, "No, you signed it. That's enough. You cannot cancel the contract." Bullshit. And yep. obviously, they're minimizing the mother's role here. oh percent. The mother did not have any say, any control. My She's God. just a woman. Tab. It's nineteen thirty-four. She's a baby factory. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Okay. It was at this point that the Red Cross, so like the kin- the government, slipped in. Who had been aiding and caring for the baby since their birth. So apparently, like, the Red Cross sent nurses or whatever. Okay. And offered the family a deal that would help them with their current problem. Okay. Under the pretense of protecting the quintuplets from exploitation at the hands of their parents, the Red Cross proposed a guardianship bill that would give the Red Cross, a.k.a. the government, custody of the quintuplets for two years. Yep. Which was a long enough time to protect them from the Chicago Fair contract. So the idea was basically that since the Red Cross didn't sign that contract with the Fair, if they had custody of the children, then the Fair Bureau would have no grounds to take the children for the six-month stay at Which the Which is fair. all well and good if the government is more trustworthy than these fucking people. Yep, but... Guess what? Guess what? (laughs) I bet bet you can guess. As a part of this agreement, the Red Cross would cover all of the medical costs for the girls, including nurses' wages, supplies, breast milk, and et cetera. Which is great, but... It is. So on July 27th, so that's like two months-ish. When were they born? Sorry. May 28th-ish. Yeah, so June, July. You got it, you got it. About two months after they were born, with no other options, the parents agreed, so both parents this time, to the guardianship bill and signed custody over to the Red Cross, who proceeded to build a small hospital across the street from the family farmhouse for the girls to live in and be cared for in. Okay. This hospital was overseen by, you you guessed it, (laughs) the super trustworthy, not bad at all, no bad intention. None. Not bad intended, Dr. Defoe. Historically bad, Dr. Defoe. Historically bad, HBDD. <laughs>
1: and <laughs> Shorthand.
0: And it was actually called the Defoe Hospital and Nursery. This motherfucker's so self-indulgent, oh, I hate he's just already. Oh, like, these are my babies because I birthed them. Right. Fucking asshole. Um, despite this hospital's close proximity to the family, it actually became increasingly more difficult for the parents to see the quintuplets at all.
1: I'm with, not upset
0: about this. Oh, yeah. So, Dr. Defoe was limiting access or making excuses for why they couldn't visit at certain times or whatever to maintain a sterile environment at the hospital. Jesus. So, the nurses. These poor children are full on just passed off. Oh, like, yeah. Yep. Inanimate objects. Yep. And that was months. Uh, Two. They were oh, months old. Oh, my God. Okay. So, in February of 1935, so that was less than a year into the girls' lives and the contract with the Red Cross. The Dion parents did travel to Chicago to make stage appearances on their own without the babies. Okay. So I think the idea here was that they could use their story to make some extra money without further exploitation of their children directly. Okay. So maybe to them it seemed like the lesser evil than the children being in the fair themselves, but that was not the way the Premier of Ontario saw it. And in March of 1935, Premier Mitchell Hepburn proposed the Dion Quintuplets Guardianship Act which was promptly passed and officially made the quintuplets wards of the crown and extended the guardianship agreement to the age of 18. Are these fucking quintuplets like a UNESCO World Heritage Site? Like, this is fucked up. They were just like, those are cool, those are ours, we're going to take those now. And these poor children, like, these babies, they're fucking babies. They have no, say, nothing. Nothing. He cited that this would protect the girls from being exploited and ensure that any money made at their expense would be held in a trust for the girls' benefit alone. Okay. So basically I think that they saw that the parents were trying to make money and they were like, "Uh-uh, we're going to make money." That's what I thought this, this was This is all about. so wild that you can birth a child, carry it to term, all of these things and they're like, this they just take it away. It's mm-hmm. 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 crazy. And at the time the parents made public pleas to regain custody of their children. Um, And, like, publicly stated that they did not agree to this, but it was out of their hands, and a board of guardians was established, who had complete control over the five girls, and met monthly to manage their care, finances, and business opportunities. Fuck off. Like, appearances in films and commercials. Kate, I have to talk about something really quick. This is a hot take and a contentious topic that's probably going to piss off a bunch of our listeners. But it pisses me off that, okay, I know it's 1930 and things are different now. But, like, there are some really terrible parents and or foster parents that that you can't even take custody away from that shouldn't have custody of their children. Yeah, it's hard. And, like, these poor people. Mm -hmm. It was easy, too. It was extremely easy. Which is maybe why it should be hard. But there's got to be a better middle ground there. Yeah, you know I agree. I mean? This mm-hmm. is terrible. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yep, back to you. For sure. And actually, like, this is tangential to what you just said, but this story okay. has recently been brought into the limelight as, like, an example for, like kid influencers and, like, exploitation of children and, like, making sure that you don't do that as a parent, like, even just posting on social media and stuff, which, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not a parent, I don't know shit about it, I like seeing cute kids and their parents. Same, but you don't know, I guess, like, the psychological effects of that. Right, but, like, monetizing and, like, and, like, child stars and, like, stuff like that. Friggin' Britney Spears conservatorship. Shit like that. Facts. Facts on facts. That's a little bit of an easter egg for our listeners. For what? For an episode. That you're gonna do? Yeah. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) for next week? Not no, next week, but <laughs> in the future, because okay. I think it's wildly fascinating and historically bad. It is historically bad. And yeah. and on tangential okay. that, Taylor Swift's recordings Yeah. let's cover that shit. People fucking monetize people. people. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Okay. And if you're thinking that this might be a bit exploitative, which is the entire reason the government took custody in the first place to prevent that type of behavior, then, then yap. And you better buckle up, because it's about to get worse. Oh, fuck. Okay. So very quickly, the exploitation of the quintuplets at the hand of... The government escalated, and the Defoe Hospital was quickly rebranded as Quintland. Okay, Jesus. Which opened to the public for the first time on Canada Day in 1936, so that's like two years after they were born. Okay. And became an outrageously popular tourist destination with over 3 million people visiting between 1936 and 1943. Because you know hospitals need to be tourist destinations. Oh yeah, so that's hospital was bullshit. It was a nursery slash zoo okay um and though they did not charge admission to quintland which was probably intentional to like not be labeled as exploitative yeah not obvious over 51 million dollars of revenue was generated in souvenirs and memorabilia alone over the years that quintland was i gotta do my basic bitch inflation calculator because 36 i wish you could see Dab. she was just like how much 56 yeah um yeah 51 million (laughs) million, dollars and call it the the later year so in 1943 okay sorry continue on your on your wayward son okay and actually we found out about this case from ethan who noticed a dion quintuplets collectible plate in his grandparents home are you fucking kidding that is how he found out that's he was like what the fuck is this and then that's wild that's how he learned about it because these things are still in circulation so like royal family level memorabilia paraphernalia type shit like you know you can get like the <laughs> queen, like, and queen and queen king on a plate you can get like the queen's jubilee stuff yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. can get the quintuplets on a plate right now well that in 1940 wild okay fyi yep 51 million dollars in 1943 this is u.s dollars so like you know what yep but is almost worth a billion dollars today, it says. <gasps> nine hundred and nine million. Oh my god. Um, you're gonna cry when you see what happened at the end of the story. We're gonna all cry together. Okay. okay. Um I highly recommend that you Google Dion Quintuplet's merchandise or like Dion Quintuplet's memorabilia or whatever, because you will not be disappointed. I'm talking I'm talking plates. I'm I gotta talking do this. spoons with their heads fucking, on it. I gotta fucking do this right now. Creepy ass dolls are in their tab. You name it, you could buy it. I'm going to see what Todd finds in her Google right now. What do you find? Some of the dolls yeah. are fucking creepy. And you can still get I, them. I just looked up the plates and, like, the spoons and shit, but there's, like, you can get, like, the whole shebang. Yeah, mugs. It. That is... That's a little baby... That's a little babies sitting in a cradle. Ew. I don't like this at all. It's so fucking These creepy, man. children. Yeah, they're just little babies. They're they're little babies, and they're all over the world now, and they've yeah. got no say. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I'm giving and away then, things. I yeah, need to stop looking. Stop looking. Okay. Anyway, look it up. And also, we, we tried to buy something, too. You can, like, buy it if you wanted. And I was like, I'm not buying it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You don't want to, like, contribute. But also, like, out of, again, morbid curiosity, I, like, yeah. kind of want to buy it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Wild. And at this point, you're probably buying it from, like, some grandma who, like, we, we, can, we, we can give her our money. That's fine. That. Which is so wild that someone was like, I want to eat off this. Yeah. Weird. Well, you didn't. You put it up on your, right. on your people, dining, old people your fucking china cabinet or whatever. Curio yeah. cabinets. Yeah. Curio. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Okay, so although there was a lot of shit being sold on the side, the biggest draw for people to visit Quintland was a public observation area that viewed an outdoor playground at the hospital where the girls would play for viewings. I hate this. Up to four times a day. This is so gross. Tourists would be sprayed down with disinfectant and then stand behind one way mirrors to view the sisters to prevent the girls from noticing and I guess feeling like zoo animals. But apparently it wasn't very well done, so the girls could still hear the tourists and sometimes see them. Okay. So to them it probably looked like frosted glass rather than, like, a good two-way mirror that we see now, like, in cop things. Especially, yeah, 1933 or whatever the fuck And apparently it was originally just a window, and they could hear them and see them, and the girls would get, like, too excited and then all wily when the people left. So they, like, they were like, oh, it it disrupts their pattern, we'll take the... Oh, my God. Like, they originally had it set up literally just like a window. It's fucking dumb. Okay. I have, like, so much so much to say about people that go to this. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, like, yeah. that's But, like, they, they were,
0: like, it was, like... A medical marvel s- or something. Maybe. And it was so normal at the time. Like, go to the fair and see a tiny baby. And then, like, it was also, what like, something did. joyful and exciting and, like, a miracle. Right. Like, people were, like, oh, my God. God is acting here, probably. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm don't- sure that's <laughs> actually what it was, where, like, people... Not all people who went to this were, like... Gross. It was yeah. like people. Oh, were like, but but it allows people that are gross to go. Fucking yeah. Like, could you imagine if like some creep was just like, I want to go see these five girls, right? These five yeah. little girls. Like today, that would be like your fucking predator. Yeah, it'd be creepy. it's So creepy. Well, and also, and stay tuned for predators in the story because it's gonna come. Uh, okay. okay. um Several souvenir shops popped up throughout the time that Quintland was open, including one that was owned by the quintuplets' father. And then, at some point, some of the midwives who delivered the first babies that were there when they were born were working at some of the shops and stuff and, like, telling Everybody stories just and whatever. Everybody popping on the bandwagon. Everyone's getting their little two cents, yep. Um, Quintland was the most popular tourist destination in all of Ontario, surpassing Niagara Falls. <sighs> and lots of stars actually went there. So, like, Amelia Earhart visited it in 1937, like, six weeks before she, her she disappeared. What? Yep. That's a side note. That's we like- should talk about Amelia Earhart, because they just found her, maybe. Okay. And that would be a fun story too. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, sidetrack. During their time at Quintland, the Dion Quintuplets the Dion quint, the Dion Quintuplets starred in three Hollywood films and numerous newsreels, including a documentary that was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Short Subject. Okay. Which guaranteed the quintuplets were not the ones who were nominated for that award right probably some white man who made the movie but i'm sure yeah they were also a part of several ads including heinz ketchup quaker oats lifesavers candy lysol some ice cream and bread brands and so on and so forth like lots of advertising insane they were like they were posed for photos they were posed to be like watching um different broadcasts of the royal family and stuff and like filmed watching stuff it's fucking creepy you could like deep dive i did a deep dive last night on tiktok but you could deep dive just like on regular Okay. Internet, yeah. <laughs> of watching all the content, and we're gonna post. I'm gonna post a fuck ton on social media because it's okay. wild. Um, okay. The girls rarely left the nursery hospital museum. Um, only usually for promotional tours, and once to meet the king and queen. In Toronto. Which king and queen was it? King Philip and Queen Elizabeth II. Yes. Yeah, because Sorry, there was, I was asked one a video. Question. But there was one video. There was one video. When did when did Queen Elizabeth become queen? Because there was one video where they were watching a video of Princess Elizabeth, and I was like. Queen Elizabeth became queen, like, post-World War II era. I'm not sure exactly when, though. But okay, she was so 26 years old when she became queen, though, so it was, she was really young. I'm going to look it up. Okay, look that up. Because, anyway, I think at one point one of the things I was talking about was they were put in front of a camera, of her, put in front of a broadcast of Princess Elizabeth, and they were, like, it was, like, really fun. To, Wild. Um, But maybe they just still called her princess at the beginning of her queenship, which would be fucking dumb. 1952. Oh, sweet. So at that time, she was a princess. Wild, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay, Anyway. So it would have been her, um, at that time, it would have been the queen and queen before Queen Elizabeth. Right. Wow, we're doing cool stuff here today, Which right Which was, yeah, her dad, King George, I think. I don't fucking I don't know shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so not only was there, like, really horrific exploitation taking place at the hands of the government, who were supposed to protect them and claim this that they were protecting them. This such a fucked them. up life, though, that, like, they just live in this facility. Oh, oh, and they were studied and inspected on a daily basis by Dr. Defoe up until, so they were in this Ew. facility until they were eight years old, and he would inspect their bodies daily. I'm upset. Huh. Um, and Dr. Defoe published several journal articles that detailed their care, growth, features, and developmental progress. And you can, like, go... What the and fuck did I he He, like, had data. Like, he would, like, record, like, heights and shit and this and that mm-hmm. or whatever. But, like, also probably other shit that's gross. And what And their diet and what they were eating and, like, this and that and how they acted and... Okay, okay. Okay. It's creepy. Um, doctor Defoe himself thrived with his newfound fame as the doctor who successfully delivered five babies, as we know because he's the one who literally like spread the news like wildfire. Right. Um, and so his continued study of the girls was, I think, a way to continue milking that fame. Okay. And also because he's fucking creepy. And I think he just wanted to have some element of like control and in in their lives, yeah. agency in their lives, I guess. Yeah. You. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Okay. So by 1939, when the girls were four years old. Aliva, the dad, was starting to gain more public support to be reunited with his children, especially given that the parents had never consented to them being removed for their, from their custody for more than two years in the first place. Okay. In that year, 1939, Dr. Defoe resigned as one of their guardians. Okay. And then in 1943, when the girls were eight years old, the entire Dion family moved into a newly built, bougie home altogether, finally reunited and separated from the Red Cross. Okay. The nursery was converted into a schoolhouse, which, fun fact, the girls later returned to for their secondary education, which is fucking probably trauma. Yeah, I don't um, know. Although this reunion was good news, in theory, it wasn't exactly a good situation for the girls. Okay. They struggled to reintegrate with their other siblings, three more of which were born since they were taken into government custody, so now that's five plus three plus five. Five plus thirteen. three plus five. Oh, thirteen. So they had thirteen kids they had at the end. thirteen children. Yep. Yeah, because they had 5 plus 3 plus 5. And they actually, ha- she was pregnant 14 times. She's lo- She lost a, um, they lost a young child t- uh, due to some sickness. Crazy. And we didn't even count, we didn't even count the 6th. Yeah, 6th. Yeah. Okay. Um. Apparently, they mostly spoke French and their siblings preferred English. So that was like a problem. Okay. And then their parents seemed to grow to resent them after years of trying to regain custody and watching them make a bunch of money for the government and not for them. Right. Um. And they would blame them for their family's problems and continue to dress them identically and continue to exploit them for money and attention. Oh, my goodness. I honestly feel terrible for these poor girls. Oh, it's bad. And apparently this abuse turned physical at the hands of their mother and sexual at the hands of their father. Ew. With three of the contemptants later claiming that their father had abused them sexually in their teenage years. And there's some details on that so that I'm not going So maybe into, the government up. taking custody is was a bit of a blessing sadly yeah maybe he was a piece of shit from the beginning oh he he could have been they both were the other dion siblings at the time that this was like um this was i think in the 90s when they claimed this denied that it ever happened to them okay so i think that they harbored a specific type of hatred towards the quintuplets right so he sexually to them as some sort of power imbalance as opposed to like because he's a piece of shit, and also oh. he probably didn't even view them as his daughters anymore I was thinking because that, they were yeah. so separated. Not that. Again, Not that that makes it can better. Fucking die. Fucking but... die, and he did. So okay, well, don't that's rest good. in peace. Right. Um. Later, <laughs> later in a book written by four of the quintuplets, um, they describe their time at their family home. So after they were reunited, as the saddest home they ever knew. Oh mm, my god. And trauma they much preferred at the time they much preferred living in quintland but of course as little girls they had no idea that the way that they were growing up in quintland was harmful at the time so while right. they were living it was normal to them it felt normal and they were cared for they had food they had nice things they went on like trips like they they did not realize that what was happening was harmful right but obviously upon later reflection they they did they were like right. that's fucked up so the girls left their parents' home as soon as they turned 18 in 1952. Okay. And actually ha- had very little contact with their parents after that, which, like, fucking fair. Yeah. Um. And then they went on to live lives outside of the public eye, which is just probably, like, great. also fair and good for them. Yep. And they finally get to choose what their life looks like, which is yep. great. Yep. Um, three of the women, Marie, Annette, and Cecile, went on to marry and have ten children amongst them all. Oh, So, like, collectively ten children, but, like, I think one had Oh, five. collectively. Yeah, collectively. Okay. Yeah, e- not each. I was like, 30 <laughs> kids? No, I think one had two, and one had three, and one had... Okay, okay, no, okay. I don't fucking... I did math. It's, anyway, they, they each had a normal amount of children. Okay. Um, while one sister, Emily, devoted her life to becoming a nun. Okay. Yvonne finished nursing school and also spent time as a sculptor and a librarian. Which, it's it's a bit annoying that the source material was like, these ones went on to marry, and these ones went on to have a career. Like, I don't know if that was just the way that it went because of the times, or if they just as soon as you get married that's the only thing that they care about Mm. and you may have also been working and they just didn't fucking care or you Mm -hmm. may have had hobbies so I don't know anything about the other ones there is an episode of Sex and the City mm -hmm. where they say like until recently blah 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 and it's like their marriage announcement it's like until recently Tabitha was a scientist and then she came on to be Mrs. blah 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 and it's like they make fun of that in the episode of like fucking until recently bullshit yeah because you get married and then that's the best thing that's ever happened to you yeah now you're just a wife especially then but it's not all of you. It can be part of your life, yeah. and it can yeah. be a great part of your life, yeah. yeah. But not doesn't need to be your identity yeah. Shout unless out you want Jake. it to be. <laughs> Shout out, Jake. Yeah. Shout out, husband. Husband. Yeah. Okay. Unless you want it to be. Which of you if you like your heart yeah. desires to be a housewife, congratulations. And amazing. then wear that like a fucking medal if that's what medal you of honor. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 You know what I mean. Yeah. Like rock it the way you want to rock it. Pop the Fuck yeah. off. But here they just describe three of them as married, and then two of them as as not. Then that's just like okay, you're fucking not telling the full story. Right facts. Yeah. Which I could have dig dug deeper to find out. So maybe <laughs> shame at me. But I ran out of time. I also want to point out too that if they were sexually assaulted, like maybe mm-hmm. they just didn't trust men, oh, which is valid. Hundred percent. I do. I do think they wrote a book. Okay. Um, <laughs> and ended, I think that they comment on that about how right. they, they, they didn't like they did not associate family with like safety or happiness yeah, or love. fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is sad. Okay, tragically. Emily died at the age of twenty as a result of a seizure related to her epilepsy. So she Whoa. had epilepsy. Oh shit! Apparently, her epilepsy was known about by the convent because this is the sister who went, um, to, be went to be a nun. Okay. And she had been at. She had asked never to be left alone, but the nun who was watching her left to mass while she was sleeping, and she had a seizure and then suffocated on her pillow, which is oh, fucking tragic. My God. I was gonna say, how do you die from epilepsy? But I guess it's when you're in mid seizure. Yep, yep. Okay. And that's just so fucking tragic. Yeah, and then that's sad. Um, the surviving twins later spoke about how it wasn't her epilepsy that killed her, but it was being alone. And they would have never left her alone. Right. Is what they were saying, which is so sad. And the and the surviving four wrote a book, which I've been talking about, um, in 1965 called We Were Five, which is sad because it was written by four we of them. We Were Five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's sad. And they talk a lot about their time at Quintland and then also their time at the saddest home they've ever known. And then also about how... Their sister died it's crazy because they really were six yeah which is wild they really were six yeah um and then in 1970 annette cecile and yvonne were worried after not hearing from marie after several days and sent her doctor to her home to find her dead in her home after apparently passing away from a blood clot in her brain hmm. yeah which some sources i listened to said that she um ended her own life and that's not true so like careful what y'all reading in there. yeah please. makes sense yeah okay so what happened to the money like wasn't this there? Wasn't there this big trust fund that was like wasn't For all the money them. that was getting made on their behalf supposed to go to them? Yeah, yeah. What about that? Surprising. So their trust fund already had two hundred fifty thousand dollars in it by their second birthday. So that's nineteen thirty six. Fuck up. Due to investments and donations, so lots of newspapers and shit would like put in money. There was one one paper that put in a bunch of money to okay. the fund with the condition that he was the only person able to photograph those babies for like a certain amount of time even the parents couldn't photograph their own child they had to like this photographer put a bunch of money in the fund so okay. it's kind of like a sponsorship investment but then it's what like a do trademark. i get mark yeah. yeah oh yeah 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 100 percent. jesus um so there was lots of types of things like that that got the money built up right away okay um because that was even before quintland opened up Okay. Um, But it was all very quickly spent away by their board of guardians. And then later on after Quintland um, by the parents. Okay. So some of it was rightfully spent to cover cost of care and et cetera. Okay. But some of it was used to buy luxury items or used to hire photographers or paying for promotional tours and stuff like that so like okay. all of the money that was supposed to be building up for them was also what they took out of mm. in order to like pay for all this stuff that they were doing to like make more money so so like they were using it as basically like their business account as opposed oh. to like an actual trust fund okay okay so like that's not allowed
1: yeah fair um
0: so by the time they were adults they actually barely had anything and i think that from the trust fund they were making 746 dollars a month total for all five of them. That's and bullshit. their trust fund contained way less than what was made from all the work that the children did at Quintland, like the movies and the ads and merch and etc. So sometime between 1995 and 2002, the remaining three sisters, with the help of Cecile's son, requested $10 million in damages from the Canadian government. To compensate for what was basically stolen from their trust fund. Okay. And it was actually Cecile's son that revealed that documents concerning the quintuplets from 1934 and 1937, so, like, the early years, had been burned probably as a way of covering up theft from the trust fund. So, like, they had burned documents. And he found proof of that. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And then the premier at the time, Mike Harris, offered $2,000 a month instead of the seven hundred forty-six. dollars To the three sisters total, which is actually an insult to how much they were owed. Right. Because you looked up how much money that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have had so much money in there. Well, if they had $250,000 just by the time they were two years old. Yeah, they should have had so much money. They should have been billionaires almost. Oh, yeah. So Wild. they turned down a bunch of lower offers until eventually agreeing to a $4 million settlement and received an apology from Harris on behalf of the government. Okay. I need to see how much $4 million was back then. Sorry. You okay. continue on your journey. Yvonne passed away in 2001, I think naturally. Okay. But Annette and Cecile are actually still alive and living in Ontario. Okay. So they're like in their mid to late 80s. Wild. I wonder what their life is like now. Sorry, what year was this? Um, That they got $4 million? At the latest, two thousand two. Okay, let's see. Yeah, that's quite a bit now. Did you figure out how much? Yeah, it's only it's seven million. Seven million. So still, but still not as much as fifty fucking million. No. And that was fifty million in fucking nineteen forty. Nine hundred and nine million. Yeah. Wild. Okay, so there are still museums open about the Dion quintuplets if you want to go visit them if you live in Ontario shout out Ontario's wild um the original family homestead was moved to a location I don't know in in North Bay somewhere okay um and converted into a non-profit Dion quintuplets museum so like you can go to the Dion quintuplets con- I wonder what they Taplets have Museum. their, like pictures of Yo, their. I'm gonna family? I'm gonna reshare on the Instagram. I'm gonna reshare some TikToks of people who have gone to it. Okay, and it's like a bunch of the memorabilia and shit. But then it also has like some original things that they that were used to keep care of them, and then it has some like videos playing they wore. And, yeah, oh for sure, baby outfits. Oh, oh my yeah, God. oh for sure, hundred percent. So, so does fast. it still generate revenue then? Like, and does it go back to them? Well, it's a non-profit, that that is, but they're not making it. They're not making any oh, okay. it at all. Yeah, okay. and there's it's like it's like um it's weird there's like some parks canada signs there that tell the story quote unquote and they don't weird. really tell it completely weird it's like yeah then there's a second museum which is called the calendar bay heritage museum that is the previous home and office of dr defoe and that has a bunch of artifacts with that uh, have to do with the Dion tablets as well Wow. yep messed up that's crazy you know and i grew up in ontario and i never heard of this i'm curious to know if my parents really? know about it yeah Wow, that would be wild. Yeah, yeah I'm you gonna. Ask I think them. well, they'll listen to this episode, no doubt. But I'm yeah. curious. I'm gonna ask them if they knew about it or heard about it or. I'm sure they have. If it was, if like they met the friggin' king and queen and Princess oh. Princess Elizabeth famous. and stuff. Famous, yeah, famous,
1: absolutely okay.
0: famous. Okay, okay, here we are. We're coming to you from Echoey Studio. Echo, echo, a a a under my umbrella. umbrella. echo, echo. <laughs> here we're just out here okay maddies we're back sorry detour uh, <laughs> my voice um yeah quick, oh, detour. quick break quick break because the fucking library fucked us again Fuck so us. yo we we walked out of that fucking library and we're never walking back in never, I'm never back. stepping a foot back in that place Thanks again to tab was like Ian. can you take this equipment that we signed out that we didn't even fucking use yeah well, she didn't say that but I could have though. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, could, you could. Literally, as I was, as we were getting kicked out, I was like, "Wow, I have things to say." And then I was like, "You know what? It doesn't matter because no. we're done with you." Because Batty Ian has blessed us with this magnificent device. It's fucking wild. I can't believe we literally. Haven't. I'm literally. Obsessed. I'm it, it, we're so fucking cool we have to I'm gonna just like take a quick pic live and in action on the <laughs> here let me just get rid of some <laughs> of this like shit that we had in here for no reason <laughs> <laughs> so Put my water my water bottle small um, anyways okay. so that's why we're coming at we're coming at you from a Possibly different sounding location because yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, we, we probably sound a bit different because we're in what I call the dungeon, which is a little office space that they give to grad students so that we can like work in it and that we never use because it's fucking miserable and, and it's no like windows. storage. Yeah, we Take like on storage. There's a beer in this drawer. Where is it? What's, What's that? that? It's in here. A sweater? I don't know. I don't really want to touch it. The beer? <laughs> Where's the beer? <laughs> there was an Alexander Keith. Maybe someone finally drank it. Wow, that is a... John. John Wood. Check the bottom <laughs> drawer. Uh, yeah, two two. Should, we, should we crack them back? No, I'm just kidding. Cheers. Just <laughs> kidding. We're not going to crack okay. these. That's we're probably not, been they're... here for years. Possibly decades. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. No, we just no, caused there. a bunch of rumbling in the test. <laughs> so we're in a very... So anyway, we relocated, but sayonara, library rental shit, because yeah. we are now officially... What is this thing called? Bearinger baddies. Xenix. Which, is, yeah, which Yeah. Which is the, the mixing board. It is, yeah. We have a fucking mixing board. It's yeah. true. Anyway, yeah. that was fucking I was like, yeah, that was fucking mental. So we had to we got kicked out, we moved, we packed up, now we're here. Yeah. And they, we're they mad. kicked us out of a studio that they booked in lieu of giving away our equipment. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause we only booked that because Oh man! And I'm just like, I'm gonna cut s- cables. I was like, I'm not gonna fucking cut a cable. It's ridiculous. We're not even using your equipment in here. We were just in there using our own equipment. Yeah, thanks. because their equipment didn't even fucking work. Okay, okay. Anyway, so we're back because we were so close to being done, but we're, we so were not quite done. done. Yes, we want to give you the full content, the full experience. Yes. Okay, so we left off talking about the museums that are still open today that right. you can go. It gives like um. It gives the vibe of the Gopher. Have you been to the Gopher Museum? No, but I've heard about it in some part of Alberta, right? We gotta do a proper shout out for them because they need your money. Um, you know what else? I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with the Museum of Miniatures. Obviously, I'm obsessed with this. Oh, yeah, you would be obsessed with that. Yeah. This is very tangential to that because they're little tiny things. Animals, yeah. Okay, the world-famous gopher museum in Torrington, Alberta. Yes, okay, yes, I've and heard of this. Go check that out. Um, but it gives vibes like that. Like, it's a small little old house that obviously they lived in at one point, but then also right. even the doctor's house and you can go and you can like look around. They have like a bunch of it's like a way cool to go to. Yeah, it would be cool to go to, but it doesn't really tell a story of their exploitation. It's just more so like continuing to tell the story of this ma- miraculous five some right. baby thing. Right, as opposed yeah. to their story. As opposed to the actual story about like how they were exploited. I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit telling that story. Right. Okay, I want to just quickly also say Museum of Miniatures and is in Nanton, Alberta. What? It's unreal. I'm obsessed with it. Well, wow, I've never been there. Well, I'm obviously obsessed with it because I love miniature things. But yeah. like everything's fucking miniature. They have miniature villages and stop like Stop it. It's amazing. All of these museums started to exist by the way because um these towns used to exist as they began they existed originally because of the railway. Right. And how the and like resources. Like they would right. be like green and whatever, whatever, and they would be like a a stop on the railway tracks. And then I as see, soon yeah. as like everything became no longer they were like, we have to have an economy. How do we have an economy? Yeah, right. so we all these random fucking museums.
1: <laughs> Which fucking is awesome, yeah.
0: Torrington is nothing except for the Gopher Home Museum. Wicked. It's fucking... Or the Gopher... Yeah, home Museum. well, yeah. the world-famous Gopher Museum. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Anyway. So, yeah, everyone, everybody, like, go home, ask your grandma if they have any, like, memorabilia. Of shit, because I want to talk about it. But, like, also, for some reason... Like obviously these quintuplets were really rare and exciting, but they were like a a phenomenon. Like people were overwhelmed about these quintuplets, and like people have been obsessed with multiple births for like all long time. But like yeah, John John and Kate plus eight slash Kate plus eight because divorce. Um, What's that? Honey boo boo or like oh yeah toddlers and tiaras. Toddlers and tiaras. Monetizing your child as well. Yeah. Oh for sure. But we're um there's also like we talked about the outdaughtered ones. The Optimum I think was like um big time. I guess, criticized because okay. they thought that maybe, um, it was irresponsible of her doctors and her to introduce them many embryos into the uterus. So like, okay. they, I think they put 12 in and then eight kept that and is that was like, like the, there's ethical issues and whatever and this, that, the other thing. I think um, as a doctor, or medical professional, you really could get in trouble. Like, obviously you want to like respect the wishes of the patient, but like up to a point that you're putting their their live, lives at risk, like maybe not. I don't oh know. yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that's, wow, that, that was crazy. Kind of motherfucking thing, never. Yeah, to be honest, wild. I watched On and Kate Plus Eight like not because of an absolute curiosity oh, I used to, to watch their. It all the time. But yeah, it was just like a great reality TV show. Yeah, yeah, hundred oh, percent. Yeah, yo, and and Oh Daughter, I would watch that. Sounds good. And they they still I don't know if they're still making episodes, but they recently um like in the last two years were, and then also. They probably have a hella Instagram where they're, like, promoting their children and shit. I have to be honest. TLC, trash, but also fucking love it. Like, I love 90 Day Fiance. Oh, I've never seen it. It's terrible. But when I was, when I had COVID, like, the first time I ever got COVID. Yeah. And you had to, like, isolate for a certain amount of time at that time. Mm -hmm. Um... I was, like, binging 90 Day Fiancé. Like, honestly, it's so good. They have 90 Day Fiancé after the altar and stuff now. Is that, like, when... 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 days and, like, so like, you just meet someone and get engaged and then you're engaged for 90 days before you get married? Yeah, basically. But, like, it's pretty much exploitation again because it's, like, women that are looking to get out of, like, work-run countries a lot. So it is, like, sad and trash, and that's why I think it's, like, terrible. But it's also, like, crazy reality TV. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, maybe I'll have to check that out. Yeah, TLC, garbage awesome. garbage, awesome. Garbage, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so that's the story of the Dion Quintuplets. That was fun. That was a wild journey of, holy shit, we almost didn't release an episode this week. To, yeah. <laughs> we were gifted a beautiful software to, like, yes. being kicked out of the library to all of these different things to, yeah. here we are, releasing the episode. We started this journey for... Hours uh, ago. Yeah, that's wild. I need to go home. So do you? Yeah, you have yeah, to go do. out. Don't you have to go out in, like thirty minutes? No, like like an hour. Okay, sick. Quick turnaround. No, <laughs> so, classic we, Carly. Rinse, repeat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. So hopefully. This is the beginning of a brand new era for historically bad where we will no longer have suffering. And hopefully no longer have crazy erratic volume. No so we do yeah. apologize for some of the episodes being like really great wow. volume and then Ooh. something terrible. Yeah. Because we're still figuring out like what software to use and we're rent we are we had rented equipment which we no longer have to rely on, which is Fantastic yeah. news. Yeah. Cool. It's literally yeah. the best thing that's ever happened to us, probably, as of now. Which is so great. <laughs> yeah. Fucking shout out Ian for, like, shout the seventh out Ian. time. Okay, so yeah. be sure to go follow us on Instagram. We're going to post show, so much quintuplets shit. Yep. Yeah. So you got to go check that out. Um, If you're in Ontario, go to the museums. Why yeah. Why not? Yeah. And then also be sure to check out our Patreon. Yeah. Historic. Uh, it's www.patreon.com slash Patreon. Right and sign up even as a free member because you'll still get your shout out and then right. also you'll be kept in the loop and um, we often, or we have been so far since we started the Patreon only baddies only feed, we have always posted a Patreon version so right, there, yeah. was, there will always be like more bloopers, extra more fun, extra bloopers extra yeah. content in the Patreon, patreon if you want to be a paid patreon um i have a shout out so okay shut up uh, we i got we got a shout out actually so i'm gonna oh, shout yeah. out our shout out shout out um, shout out to rooked podcast. podcast posted our our podcast mm-hmm. on her tiktok and she reviews podcasts as far as i understand mm-hmm. so thank you so much Yay. to rooked podcast for yeah. being a baddie being a fan but then also um just sharing our podcast that, yeah we were so hyped about that we were so hyped we were so hyped th- finally got to feel what it was like to be famous for a second really- <laughs> <laughs> are we famous um, so thank you so much for podcast so tell your friends tell yeah. all your friends share share us if you love us share us and, and if next... you don't share us yeah if you, <laughs> even if you don't love us hate on us hate on us we need some hate us. Yeah, free. Um so next week tab's back I'm back yeah I'm You're back I'm excited nope nope Surprise. surprise. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm surprised cuz I have no idea yet. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's a very mess. We have a very long list of episodes to cover, so like yeah. there's no stress. There is no yes. stress. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I am so out of things to say. It's not even Same, funny. Same like apart from fuck this institution that we go to. Seriously like For fuck us also also fuck patriarchy as always. As always, yeah. Fuck exploitation of children. Always. Yeah. Um fuck the university of me. who (gasps) states that they have equipment for their patrons that pay tuition on time to use, but then doesn't and gives it away. But also, silver lining, Ian. Ian's sick-ass equipment. Uh... So thank you to our baddies who support us. Ethan, Emily as well, for helping us figure this fucking shit out. Yeah, Emily, Ethan, huge. Yep. Okay, we're done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm you know, serving. I, I gotta go watch Ethan play the 10-minute version of all Will Taylor's oh, version. Yeah. yeah, He's going to be playing our friend You should like ring the software. I'm doing. gonna shout out the fuck Liz. Hold up. I gotta Wait a minute. Let me put my two... What's that song? Let me see. Hold up. Wait a minute. Is that the one you're thinking yeah, yeah. Okay. Liz Christensen... Um, and you can find her on Instagram at Liz Christensen Music I'm gonna yeah. go watch her play a yes. Taylor Swift tribute tonight I know and, and Ethan, is, go. Ethan plays bass for her band wicked and he and he also so that's why I was like he'll know sound things for sure he's yeah. so good and then um, he yes yeah, so I'm gonna go watch him play Taylor Swift that's so Taylor fun Taylor. Yep. so yeah thank you for being on this journey with us today it was an absolute fucking dumpster fire but yeah. we still delivered so yeah we, we got it to you we got it to you we yeah. are nothing if not determined bitches it's true yeah it's yep. true and okay fuck. Fuck the U of B. <laughs> okay, we oh, love nice. you. See you next week on Historically Mad. Fuck yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, you keep talking. Hello, hi. This is going to be echoey as fuck, but that's okay. It's not really okay. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. What does this do? It turns it down. That's what I was saying. So, like, if you... Oh, yeah. So, maybe we should turn this down, but crank the game. Let's see. Hello. Okay. Hello, hello. Okay. Okay. Problem. <laughs> Seriously. Like, literally saved us. Okay. So, I'm just going to have my script open live on here, but see, we'll still be able to see what's going on. Okay. You want to go? Yeah. Okay. You, you say, hey, baddies? Yeah, I do. Okay. Hey, baddies. No, you... No, wait. Oh, yeah. I say, hey, baddies, but then I fucked up that order, so ignore So, that. I say... You say your tab. I'm, tab, I'm and I'm Carly. Yeah. K, K- Ray. <laughs> <laughs> you want do you wanna hey. just get yours uh, yours your circus your monkeys I'm gonna